the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. So, Sambolino, why are we using this song today? I think we're celebrating uh, a certain number of shows we've done. Woohoo! Number 300. Yeah. Holy Time. moly. Time flies when you're making radio, I'll tell you that much. Time flies when you're making radio. Uh, well, yep, somehow or another, Sambolino keeps track of uh, all of these shows, and this is number 300. Um, here we are, live and local, on April the 17th. Um, we're going to have a little bit of fun today. We're going to talk a little bit of shop. Before I get to um, what everyone was talking about, was this crazy congressional hearing, and we're going to have a real special guest who was there and could tell you all about it. Yep. What just hit at 5.36 p.m. is that the Albany Democrats and Governor Hochul reach a deal on bail reform. And apparently, on certain crimes, now I I don't have a list yet of the which crimes, but the most egregious crimes, um, judges are allowed to take um, other factors into account when setting bail, and they do not have to uh, use the least restrictive standards. That's uh, that is what. Currently, judges, the the edict is they're supposed to use the least restricted standards to ensure that a defendant is going to come back to to court. Uh, The tentative agreement would still not allow judges to use a dangerousness standards to hold criminal defendants um, who they believe endanger public safety, despite demands from Republicans and some moderate Democrats. New York is the only state to not allow the standard to be considered when setting bail. I just want to clarify, uh, as long as I've been practicing law, 31 years almost now, dangerousness was never a standard in New York State. So many people, politicians and pundits and journalists, uh, always are pounding their chest that under the new bail reform laws, that you know, the judges can no longer use dangerousness uh, to society in determining whether or not they should let someone out on bail or not. They were never able to. It was always, is this person going to come back? 
So hypothetically, if someone was a stone cold killer, but in the courtroom were, you know, 400 people from the community uh, saying, listen, you know, he's been in this community his whole life and he's not going anywhere. And, you know, we just paid $100,000 to a lawyer to come back for him you know, to retain the lawyer for him to come back. You know, a judge can say, OK, I believe that he's not going anywhere. And despite the fact that this guy may be the head of a drug cartel or a, an organized crime family, technically, they're not allowed to take that into consideration. They just have to look at whether or not um, they're going to return to court. But um, let's be realistic, folks. Judges took dangerousness into consideration. They just didn't say it. They just didn't put it on the on the record as one of the reasons why. They would just say something like, well, this individual is facing life in prison without the possibility of parole. And I believe that the um, inclination to flee the jurisdiction to avoid these charges is so powerful. I don't believe there are any bail standards that will keep him uh, from from returning or keep him from fleeing. I, I believe he won't return to court. So therefore, uh, I'm not setting bail. I'm remanding him or her, I should say. Um, I mean, that used to happen. It's, by the way, folks, it still does happen on murder cases, on attempted murder cases. So now the judges, uh, and even when they're supposed to set, quote unquote, the least restrictive standards, the judges did have a lot of discretion. You know, this is breaking news, basically. I don't, it may be much ado about nothing. I just don't know if they changed um, certain uh, crimes where the judge was not allowed to set bail at all, whether they're now allowing uh, the judge to um, set bail. I will continue to research this through the show and try to give you an update on this. Um, In other New York City news, here where we I made a, a vow when I took over the show at six o'clock, you know, looking up and down the AM dial, like there's no other local news talk going on. So hence we do the news talk here. Um, there was this big like I think they called it a field hearing of Congress where they basically it was the Republicans, although the Democrats were there, but the Republicans were leading the charge. Um, they brought their congressional committee from Washington, D.C. to um, the 26th Federal Plaza. And when they were in 26th Federal Plaza, they had a, a little hearing. And one of our clients, Idala Petuna and Cameron, civil clients, not criminal clients, was subpoenaed to testify. And they wanted, uh, when they had called me, they said, listen, <clears throat> um, you know, we would like Jose Alba uh, to testify uh, and he should be accompanied by one of the lawyers from the law firm. And we need the most handsome lawyer, the most uh, well-dressed, well-spoken lawyer from the firm. So, of course, it was an easy decision for me to send Mike Jacarino there today. I mean, I'm sorry, to send Imran Ansari there today. And uh, so Imran was there. He was in the middle of the action. And we all know Imran and love him. So, Imran, what was it like? Well, it was uh, it was a circus at some points because you had a lot of... Uh, people in the audience really going uh, crazy. Um, at, at, at some point, there was a lot of yelling. There was actually audible cursing in back of me. Uh, and then... Okay, we're doing a little little quick little quick mic check. You know, there was a, a lot of pandemonium. But listen, um, Jim Jordan's office uh, reached out to me with an email 
uh, about getting our client, Jose Alba, to testify. Uh, and from the get-go, I made it clear that it wasn't going to be a political uh, sort of testimony there. He's going to get there. He's going to tell the committee, both Democrats and Republicans, what happened to him, you know, his harrowing experience. Uh, and really, it was that. You know, Jose Alba, uh, he's a hardworking a Dominican immigrant here. He works in a bodega. He went through a, a really hellish, uh, almost a week incarcerated for charges that really should not have been brought to begin with. But when Jim Jordan's office reached out, we, we worked with them. You know, they were talking about uh, a subpoena regardless. Um, and we arranged for Jose Alba to testify uh, today, and he did. Um, they asked him a few questions, but I uh, delivered an opening statement on his behalf that really stated from the get-go that this is going to be something which is not politically motivated. It's not a, a political agenda. Jose Alba is going to go in there, uh, tell that committee um, how it is. And listen, there's a, a, a problem with crime in the city. I think no matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, you're recognizing that right now we're dealing with uh, a lot of problems on the street, a lot of crime problems. But, you know, what I saw from inside that room, Arthur, was just uh, really um, sometimes theatrics, uh, sometimes great points being made by both sides as to certain, uh, you know, problems we're dealing with. But, you know, behind me specifically. Ron, just give us a little bit. What did the room look like? Who was there? How many people? How big was the room? I mean, you know, we all know what the inside of Congress looks like. What did this look like? This is not a typical field trip. It was 26 bed. Uh, it was a room uh, which was a large conference room. You had a table set up in a square. You had the witnesses on one side. You had the Congress members across and then also flanking. And then you had tons of press, uh, you know, cameras along with, uh, you know, beat reporters all lined up at a desk. Uh, you know, generating the stories you had. I know you didn't sit there for the whole thing. Was there anyone I there? I there for the whole thing. Oh, you were? The whole thing. Did anyone there speak up on behalf of Bragg? Well, you know, you had the, the Congress, you know, the congressmen and women from uh, the Dem side, and they were speaking up on, on behalf of Bragg, but not necessarily expressly, uh, more so just saying, you know, he's, he's been elected to do a job, uh, and uh, more so talking about the crime statistics here in New York being lower than other cities and other areas in the United States and basically calling out or trying to call out the GOP that this was a, a political stunt rather than a, a true bona fide congressional. And, and obviously the mayor joined in uh, basically echoing the same things this morning at his press conference saying that this was nothing more than a political stunt. But Imran, as we wrap up, I will tell you, you and I are in New York at least five days a week in Manhattan um, I would much rather any district attorney, Hogan, Morgenthau, Vance, or, or Bragg, focus on when you and I are taking the subways back and forth. Right. You're going back and forth to Queens. I'm going back and forth to Brooklyn. Joni's going back and forth to the Upper East Side. You know, we're walking through. Uh, Diana walks through the Port Authority when she goes to her kid's house. That's kind of where right. I would like the district attorney to focus. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like, listen, there's a, a problem, There's a, and it has to be addressed. And I think that's the recognition. Maybe some people have took uh, uh, an issue with this. Not that the GOP was calling out real problems, but that they brought it to New York and they're not New Yorkers. There you have it, live from inside of the uh, the congressional field trip um, from Imran Ansari. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some guests and I don't know, Jones getting some more stuff on the bail. Don't go away. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death. 
cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline, you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-567-8877. So it would not be an Idala 300th show if we didn't talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan. You know why? Because they're great lawyers at a great law firm, and they are the law firm that will protect you and your family, because if you're not around to make decisions, if you're not around to make decisions about your health, about your finances, about your real estate, about nursing homes, who's going to do it? Well, you at least want to make that decision of who will do it, but you could also, you know, there's a lot, a lot of control you could have from the grave, folks. I know it sounds a little morose, but... We'll be there one day. Wills, trust, power of attorneys, healthcare proxies, living wills, estate plans. The goal of Connors and Sullivan is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. And you could visit them for a free, no obligation, free consultation at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, or Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. And remember, folks, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. All right, so in other, like, uh, breaking uh, Judge Hochul, uh, Governor Hochul's Court of Appeals pick uh, to be the new chief judge, Judge Rowan Wilson, uh, clears the New York State Judiciary panel pretty easily. Um, she, uh, he did not face what Judge LaSalle uh, was up against when uh, he was mischaracterized as being some like, hardcore right-wing judge, which is not true. Um, I want to tell you real quick about Friday. Um, the um, Rapallo Award uh, was um, given, what's called the Rapallo Scalia Award, was given to another member of the Court of Appeals, uh, Judge Anthony Canataro. And uh, in his remarks, he kind of brought the house down with uh, with some tears because he said that uh, that was his last, he'd been uh, the, the acting chief for seven months. And that was his last time as speaking as the acting chief and how touched he was and what a wonderful part of his life and what an honor to serve. And it was really, really beautiful. Um, I have to throw a huge bouquet to my wife, Marianne Bertuna, who almost single-handedly runs the whole event. I mean, she definitely has help, but she's been doing it, I don't know, at least for a decade. And she just does an outstanding job. The Pierre Hotel did a spectacular job in their ballroom. Um, 
There were hundreds and hundreds of people there. My buddy Steve Bamundo at the end bought everyone a drink at, at my urging. But it was a wonderful, um, loving event of lawyers and judges and civilians uh, on a Friday afternoon, a beautiful Friday afternoon in April, a tradition that's been going on uh, in excess of 56 years. It was 56 years, but we missed, I believe, two full years because of COVID. So I think it's been going on for 58 years. But this was the 56th time uh, we presented the award. So hats off to the Colombian Lawyers Association from the First Judicial Department. Yes, the Colombian Lawyers. Colombian Lawyers, you know what? That's named after Christopher Columbus. Oh, my God. Um, But speaking of a guy who, like, you know, throws caution to the wind and just speaks his mind, uh, 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 someone who I know listens to the Power Hour on a very regular basis, and uh, doesn't hesitate to appropriately lend his critiques and his constructive criticism. Um, we know him as Mr. Bitter. Mr. Bitter, welcome to the Idola Power Hour. How are you, sir? Hello, Arthur. I'm, I'm glad to be on. And I, I wanted to wish you a happy and congratulations for 300 episodes. It's unbelievable, Arthur. And I think I think you probably listened to about 275 of them. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, you know, you hear in the promo, well, well, right? Well, let me just say, let me just say, Arthur, two things. One, I, I do listen constantly, although I, I, I recommend to your, to, the, to your listeners who may not be able to just be around between six and seven to uh, download the, a, a podcast app and listen to you on the podcast, because I, I find that my dog and I just love taking a walk and listening to uh, listening to the Power Hour. It's a perfect way to get in a little walking and uh, some some education as well. Well, thank you. Um, and and for those people who don't know, um, Mr. Bitter, he you know they call me the quintessential New Yorker, but he's a he's a pretty big New Yorker himself. Uh, he has his foot really in in the in Brooklyn, Manhattan, and the Bronx, uh, and you know. Sometimes Mr. Bitter throws me a little critique here and there about I'm being too kind to the city, I'm being too kind to the mayor. So here on my 300th show that I have a little, I guess I've got a little clout worked up, a goodwill, I would like to give Mr. Bitter a uh, the microphone and, and ask for a little State of the Union as you see it from your perch uh, in, in from Brooklyn, Manhattan, and, and the Bronx. And you could tell me if I'm leaving out Queens and Staten Island for you. Uh, you know, what, what is the state of affairs of the city of New York? Well, I mean, Arthur, I think you mentioned it the other night because I did. And, and, and I, I just want to say, I, I may give you critiques, but I, I do love your show. And, and I, I may have listened to more episodes than almost anybody out there. So uh, I, I don't want you to take any critique. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate it. So as I told you the other day, and uh, as you mentioned, there are three things that I'd look at more than anything else, which is uh, I look at homicides, I look at rats, and I look at graffiti. Because to me, and from my, my many decades in this city and, 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 and just being around, those are the indicators of how well a city is being run. And as you know, I check every Monday morning when the homicide well the crime rate comes out the crime figures come out and i look to see where the homicides are because i know those are reliable statistics and i'm happy to say that the homicides have come down particularly in the bronx uh brooklyn is not doing as well 
Uh, Brooklyn is, is actually up for the year, I believe, but uh, the Bronx is down significantly. So that's good news for, uh, you know, uh, the borough that probably struggles the hardest, uh, you know. Uh, All right. So I down. understand the homicide dynamic and how, you know, you could fudge the stats on robberies and, and burglaries, but, it's you know, you're not really fudging the stats on, on dead bodies. So I, I get the homicides. Now, you mentioned rats. Now, I don't think. Mr. Bitter, that would have been your answer pre-COVID. I don't think you would have said, oh, rats is the big indicator of what's going on in the city. You may have just said garbage, but you know now that rats is like the cool thing because of the COVID situation and these kiosks outside, You know what makes you go out on the lane? Are you just joining, jumping on the rat bandwagon? Uh, absolutely not, Arthur. I never, I never, I shouldn't say I would never would have mentioned, but uh, I wouldn't have mentioned rats for many years because we haven't seen rats in many years. In fact, when I first moved to the neighborhood I live in now in Brooklyn about 20 years ago, we had a major rat problem. And, and why was that? Because the neighborhood was struggling. Um, you know, garbage is the most obvious, but, but, but sort of behind that, when you talk about is collections of garbage taking place quickly or people taking care of empty lots are people, uh, you know, not throwing out food and not being swept up. Are the garbage cans on the ends on the corners of the street? Are they being picked up properly? When you when all those things are no, when the answer to all those things is no, then what you get is you get beyond just seeing garbage everywhere, which you do. I mean, I, I mentioned to you, you see garbage rolling down the street here, like we're in uh, Dodge City and they're, uh, you know, uh, tumbleweeds. But beyond that, what you get is rats, and that's I've never seen anything like it. I, I mentioned my dog. I walk around. A lot, a very well-exercised dog, and I can tell you that I see at least once a day. I would, I mean, when I, when I walk her at night, I would say I see ten rats a night. No, no exaggeration. No, I, I, I know you're not exaggerating because, and I'm not being a wise guy. It's not that bad in Bay Ridge, but when I'm down in Mulberry Street, it's it's insane. I mean, I, I do see a lot. Now, talking to my friend John Esposito, who lives there. Um, what a point he brought out to me today is because of the outdoor kiosks, the, the broom trucks, the, the street sweepers, they can't go and clean the gutters the way they used to because, you know, there's like a, there's one of the kiosks and then there's like five feet, six feet, and there's another kiosk. So they can't make those little turns. So the rats now, I guess, are living under the kiosks. And when the, everyone throws the, the garbage out, they're right there and they, they jump all over it. Uh, so, Mr. Bitter, the question I have for you is, is it time to get rid of the outdoor restaurant kiosks? I, I'm sure the kiosks play a small role, but it's an easy, it's an easy let's say, uh, target for sanitation and other officials who don't want to deal with the problem. Because I, I see rats in areas that there's no, there's no restaurant kiosks and the garbage bags are out. I can tell you from my experience uh, you know, in my business, I see garbage that has been picked up for six, seven, eight hours past the time it's supposed to be. And by then, there's holes in it. The rats are running back and forth, and they're having a party. But so are you get rid of the kiosk? You, Maybe so. Maybe so. Okay. So are you putting the blame squarely on the Department of Sanitation and uh, Commissioner Tish? I mean, that's, yeah, that's where the, the buck stops there. I mean, I'm sure there's okay. issues with the Department of Buildings doing things in terms of their inspections and other aspects. And, I'm, and certainly the homeowners and business owners can do their part. But ultimately, yeah, it's the Department of Sanitation to make sure that our city isn't overrun with garbage and rats. Okay, and Mr. Bitter, we got, we got two minutes left before we get a hard break. I want to hear about graffiti. Why 
to you is graffiti. You know, you mentioned homicides, which would be an indication of crime. What does graffiti tell you when you see more graffiti? Well, it's, it, it goes to the quality of life. I mean, I, I think, you know, there was a time that the city was covered in graffiti. And then we all, you and I and, and others of our age, lived through an era where we got control of the city. Uh, you know, Bloomberg planted a million trees and we barely saw any graffiti. And now you see that people feel free to just paint and, and draw and do whatever they want all over our city. And I just think it shows the lack of overall pride in the city. And in a sense, it goes back to, I think, something that you've mentioned on the show a lot, the broken windows theory, which is that these small things uh, are an indication of a bigger thing. And so I, and you, I and you, you mentioned... You mentioned Mayor Bloomberg and a million trees, but do you give, Mr. Bitter, do you give uh, Rudolph Giuliani any credit for getting the city under control? I mean, I think he started the, the, the I think he started the trajectory, but I think my thing about, if we're going to go, you know, talk about mayors is, you know, he may, uh, Giuliani may have gotten caught under control in certain things, but Bloomberg, he was so creative in terms of all different things that we thought that could never be done that he did, whether it's the million trees, whether it's banning smoking in, in, in restaurants, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, art, you know, he put those, those cows around the city and he put pianos around the city. I mean, every time <laughs> he was always trying to do new things, innovative things to make this a world-class city. And, and I just don't see that anymore. I, well, I agree. I, I, I'm going to just say this. The 20 years from Rudy's first day in the office till Bloomberg's last day in office were the, were the glory days of, uh, of, of New York City, at least in the modern era. I got to let it go with that to our number one listener and uh, a dear, dear friend who, who luckily uh, I have as a also a, a, someone who I trust his judgment implicitly. 95% of the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Mr. Bitter, thanks for celebrating number 300 with us. Congratulations, Arthur. You deserve it. All right. We're going to take a quick break here at the bottom of the hour, and um, we'll be back. I don't know. Joni's got some more stuff up her sleeve, so don't go anywhere. Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. All right, so number one, thank you to Mr. Sambolino for playing Mr. Brightside, which is definitely one of my favorite songs ever. Um, and what I would like to talk to you about is I was in court today. I was in Brooklyn Supreme Court, and who do you think the first person I said hello to? 
No, it wasn't the judge. No, it wasn't the sergeant. I knew all of them. It wasn't uh, Officer Hollis, who I know as well. It wasn't even my client. It was the court reporter, because I know her for a long time as well. You know, court reporters are part of the family uh, when they are court reporters that work in the courthouse. But there's so many different opportunities for court reporters because court systems, schools, television stations, they're all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. And the National Court Reporters Association has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. So uh, this morning I had a 7 a.m. hit on the television station News Nation, which some parts of the uh, the viewing audience is as, it's as early as, uh, let's see, 4 a.m. Uh, in Chicago, where they're based out of it, 6 a.m. And I was a little bit of a rush. I, I took a shower, I shaved, and I threw on my clothes, and um, it was just a Zoom thing. I don't have to go to a studio. But you know what I made sure I did? All kidding aside, and this isn't for a commercial or anything like that, I made sure I put my hemp leaf stuff all over my face. I figured to which one I use, because now I have them all out. I used to keep them in the box and pull them out individually, but now they're just all there, and I'm mixing and matching vanilla and, and mint and lavender. Lavender is the one that's like, uh, like you're in a spa. Um, I'm very, very fortunate. I have a steam shower at my house, which I use often. So if you do the steam shower, which opens your pores, pores, and then you do the ice cold water afterwards, which closes your pores, and then you do the, the hemp leaf shea butter, like you're ready for action, man. You are ready to go. Um, so I just want to thank on my 300th show, my, my friends, Jason and Ray over at hemp leaf for, Standing behind me and keeping me hydrated and trying to make me look young and healthy. I use their black liquid liquid soap inside of the shower. And all of their natural botanical products are manufactured in their Long Island, New York facility. They're vegan friendly and cruelty free. They also have their Icy Pot, which is the muscle rub to make you feel a little better after you uh, do your working out. And for the young ladies, there's Heel Ixir, H-E-E-L-I-X-I-R. You rub that on your heels, literally, before you go to bed, and when you wake up, you're feeling good as new. So what I want you to do, I want you to visit www.hempleaf, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F, 
That's hempleaf, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Um, and if you go online and you order something or you call them and you mention Arthur at checkout, you receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. I've got the world on a string. Arthur, you know, Leo DeRoche said, nice guys finish last. And in this case, he was completely wrong. And whereas most people don't like attorneys, in this case, they're completely wrong. You're an outstanding individual who cares for the community, the folks around you and the radio station. And once in a while, you even buy me a cup of coffee. So in my book, you're a great guy. I will say this. Nobody has taken New York by storm like you have. Congratulations on 300, buddy. Keep it going. Wow. Wow. That's from the boss, Jerry Crowley. So, uh, you know, when you know, when you get when the boss throws you a, a bouquet, that's pretty nice. Sambolina, what are the surprises you have for me? Say hi to the person on the phone. Hello, this is Arthur Idala. Arthur, Joe Piscopo, live from New Jersey, baby. Uh, Happy uh, 300. Stop Giuseppe. Uh, hey, Joe, hey, my. Hey. Go ahead. Joe, Joe, Jerry told me the exact same thing. Don't buy it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, my mother called me last night. I don't know. Maybe it was 8.45, 9 o'clock. Oh yeah, my yeah, God! Yeah, Did you make yeah. you didn't make her day, her week? Her, you made her, her millennium. She was like, Joe played my whole message on his show, and oh, maybe I told me the whole thing about Lakata Freed there, where Frank Sinatra comes from, where my grandfather comes from. So sweet. Arthur's beautiful mom will call me that you listened, and 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 she'll call me, leave a, a nice message. I get it, and I'm so crazy. I don't get back. I'm the worst. The text, I I'm the worst. So now I hear it. Now I send it to our friends to John Cat Station, Grosstown. And then I say, and now we're in the middle of, a, of like a break. And I go, do you guys get that uh, commercial, uh, that, uh, that, that, that uh, thing that I sent you from Mary and Idol? Yeah, yeah, we got it. I go, crank it up, man. And we played the whole thing. And then she mentioned one of my favorite listeners, Hoboken Mary. And we went right in. It was great radio. She was. Oh, so I great. know. It's, and and so you're, being, you're being simulcast all over the place. And Joe, one, one thing. Uh, I've been yeah, blessed yeah. with with a, some as big as my ego is. I'm blessed with some degree of humility, <laughs> and I I will never ever 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 forget that when you allowed me to fill in on your show. I don't know years ago, and then you went into Crowley, and you're like, "This kid has got it." You know, you he's really got what it yeah. takes, and you're the one who put yeah. me on the map. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I really appreciate that. And I'll never forget it. No, listen, I love you, man, and and I meant to call you last night. I'm I'm so stressed. I wanted to just text you but i was driving so i was gonna call you and say thanks because your mom was a hit on the radio but listen remember i sang at her party what was that her it was was, yeah 75 so it was seven and a half years ago (laughs) that was so much fun maybe you hit me you hit me where were we were on top of a funeral home something club marco polo marco polo on court street in brooklyn wait joe my friend joni pelzer wants to say hello i just want to thank you so much for calling in it's so special you're where it all started joe piscopo Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, hey, hey, Arthur, I got to tell you, where, wasn't Vinny Recuglia there? Vinny Recuglia, was he there? Oh, oh listen, we, uh, I saw him the other day. I mean, he jumps out of his car and hands you a loaf of bread. I mean, the guy must drive around with, like, 25 loaves of bread, and he sees no, someone he loves. And he, he's and this, a doll. This is it. This is it, too. Then we're doing the, we're doing the Columbus Day, 
and I'm on the air live with Maria Bartiromo on ABC, and we're doing all this. Arthur comes by. Arthur Idala comes by with some uh, lard bread, lard bread from Vinnie Recuglia, and, uh, and you handed it to like the booth. The TV booth, and we loved it on Columbus Day. And, was, and Joe, I'm going to see you Thursday night, right? Tell everyone what you're doing Thursday night. You, you know, are you, you're you going to be there. This is great. National Italian American Foundation, Cipriani. This is a uh, great event, and we do a new – the big one is in, like, D.C., the yearly one, but the one as major now, it's become so big, Arthur. It's going to be for the National Italian American Foundation with President Allegrini and everybody, and we're going to just – uh, we're, we're honoring Tony Lobianco, as a matter of fact. And, and, uh, um, and our friend Angelo Vivolo. Angelo Vivolo is going to be honored. You're right, who is great. So this is great. I'll tell you what, we've created such a, a nice uh, family here. And you're a great part of it. And when you're on the radio, and then Anthony Pope jumps on. See, Anthony sat in him. for us on Friday, you know. And everybody loves you. Judge Knapp and, and uh, Alan Dershowitz loves you. I tell you, you're a rock star, pal. I just wanted to say all Yo, the very best. Back at you, Joe. Back. I'll let you get back to the gym. Keep doing your push-ups and your barbells. And Joe Pisco, the only guy who works out in a three-piece suit. <laughs> I love you. Happy happy 300, Arthur. To your team, to Matt and, and everybody else. Thank you so much. Joe Piscopo, the great Joe Piscopo. I think we're going to be talking about in a couple of minutes about his trip to Italy. But, uh, you know, Folks, that that actually is true. I was a a guest on Joe's show through uh, Frank Morano, when who was the executive producer pre Joe Sibilia, and uh, Joe. You know, Frank would have me on often. I, I screwed up once. I got sent to the island, so I wasn't allowed to be on the show anymore. I said something that pissed him off. Then I got off the island, and then somewhere along the line, I don't know, five years ago, four years ago, I don't know. They asked me if I wanted to do the whole four hours one morning. First, they had me do it with, I think, Joe Borelli. Um, and then, like, I, there was uh, uh, Marlena Shivo. And then I was I ran, I ran solo. I insisted that Al Gattulo be there. That's Joe's uh, engineer, his version of San Bellino. Uh, and I love I love when, when Gattulo, it used to be Murano Gattulo and I, and now it's Sibelia Gattulo and I. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I... Um, it, it was it was really Piscopo. Let me tell you something about Joe Piscopo. He cares so much about his show and his product and everything he does. I say that with with all sincerity. Even when he's in Italy and people are filling in, or he's traveling and people are filling in for him, he'll listen online to a hunk of the show to make sure no one is messing with his product. And I really admire that. I really, really do. Uh, and he's allowed me to fill in for him. And, you know, I keep in mind that I am filling in for him, and I treat that show a little differently from this one. But he was the one who originally went into Crowley and said, listen, you know, I really would like Arthur to be my primary host, uh, fill-in host. And if anything ever happens to me, I think he should be your morning guy. I think he's got the, the gift and the talent. And then, you know, Crowley, I guess, must have obviously agreed with him. And uh, next thing I know, well, it wasn't the next thing I know. It took quite some time. Although Mr. Crowley has offered me some things in the past, this was the, fuck, the, t- the first time I said, okay. And uh, it's been a ride. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, some days are easier than others. Uh, I definitely could not do this without Joan Pelzer. That's 100% true. Um, but some days, you know, when work is like my real job is so crazy and all of a sudden it's 20 to 6 and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Um, but then there's other days where I just can't wait to jump on the radio. And I will tell you, like, on the weekends, 
things happen, and I, I, I need to do a better job of jotting them down. But um, I can't. I'm, I'm like, oh, I got to talk about this on the radio. I can't sh- wait to share this with my radio family. And so many of you surprise me with, oh, Arthur, when I listen to you on Thursday. Oh, Arthur, when I listen to you on Wednesday. Oh, Arthur, I was in the car with my wife, and you started talking about the Passover meal, and we were cracking up, and things like that make me very, 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 very happy. So I'm very lucky. So show 300 is winding down. We got one more little segment to go. And um, then you could go, like, have dinner with your family. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take one more break, and we'll be back with some more fun. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. (laughs) So tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. So there's an expression. It says, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, that's how I feel about Matt Sambolino. Oh, it's so nice of you. I had to go the whole week without him. I mean, you came back early on Friday, but I you know, I didn't really have to. You, you did your own work on Friday. Yeah. Thank you. But it is uh, it is a, a, a luxury to have uh, Sam Bolin, as he's known amongst the, the regular folk, uh, it's just a luxury to have you by my side. So thank, thank you. you I definitely much. feel like the security blanket to a lot of people here. Uh, oh, that's what you're going to go with? You uh, go well, with the, you, you know. Go, like you're going to take it to another level? No, no not at all. Not at all. Look, <laughs> it's, it's been 300 shows. I thought shows. I had a big ego. Wow, 300 shows has been a lot of fun. And I, I have to thank you for the Sambolino moniker as well. <laughs> yeah, everybody, people talk about you, man. They want to know where's Sambolino. Um, and to your mom for the matzo ball soup, which I spoke about last week, and your beautiful wife and daughter. Uh, we just had Joe Piscopo on the radio with us, and Joe Piscopo is offering his AM9, our AM970 family, a very special opportunity. It is an opportunity to go to Italy and Sicily with Joe. Rome, Catania, Taromina, Savoca, Forza de Agro, Mount Etna, Palermo. Listen to that lineup. The best of Rome and Sicily for nine nights, October 18th to October 28th. It is a trip you'll remember for years to come. Uh, one of the highlights when you, besides touring all the fancy places in Rome, is having dinner with Joe, and Joe will put on a whole show for you with jokes and songs, and that's fantastic. And the whole part of Sicily... Seeing those classic towns, Taromina is gorgeous, Palermo is gorgeous, having a wine tasting at the foot of Mount Etna, unbelievable, going to see the towns where The Godfather was filmed, just really, really a great time. October 18th to October 28th, give them a call, 1-800-431-1515, 1-800-431-1515, or go online to perillotours.com.
That's Imran Ansari on the saxophone. Do you remember? Do you recall? Listen to Imran go. June 22nd, San Bolino. Let's go, San Bolino. June 22nd. That's I can't wait. All right. San Bolino, we got someone on the line? Who am I supposed to say hello to? Say hello to Mr. Andy Gladding. Oh, thank you, Andy. Andy is the person who made sure that this recording came out so well. He is the brains behind all of the technology here. He's a professor at Hofstra. Uh, he is so supportive. He's so cool. He is the man. What's up, Andy boy? Hey, Mr. Arthur. Congratulations on a job well done. You know, Andy, I, considering I'm just boasting about you're the man in technology, you call me with this crappy connection. I mean, give me a break, man. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I think it's. I think my phone was doing something strange. But I mean, you don't have a. You don't. On, you don't. On, you, go ahead. You can congratulate me. Then I'm going to ask you. You don't walk around with a Comrex just plugged in somewhere. <laughs> you know, normally I would, but uh, because this is this is within the dinner hour, and I was so excited to hear about this Perillo Tours, uh, you know, <laughs> opportunity. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't have to worry about about giving away the trip because I want to take it. I'll, I'll go. I'll go for you guys. Don't worry. You send me to Italy. I want to go right now. I'm going to bring my wife. So there you go. Ask, the it's all good. I'm going. Ask Samolino if, uh, you know, he's the chief of operations, if you're allowed to take the time off. But let me, uh, Andy, in all sincerity, you have just been really fantastic. You know, you're the one who, who set everything up so that I could do this show from my desk. I would not be able to do it from my desk. You keep helping me out all the time when I'm like, dude, I got a cold. You got a cough button for me? Sure, here's a cough button. The extra microphones. I mean, you're just, uh, you're a gem and you never, you never, I've never seen you break a sweat. So, uh, thanks so much. Thanks for being a, a big part of the show and, and, uh, being the safety net under me, technologically speaking. Well, that's my, my pleasure, Arthur. And I, I got to tell you, I, I admire you and the, the fact that you take all these different things on. You know, part, part, you're part lawyer, part machine, part foodie, part musician. You're a renaissance man. So this is the kind of person New York City needs to keep everybody inspired. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much. Let's bring on the people who maybe listen to more shows than Mr. Bitter. That would be Joni's parents. Are Joni's parents in the house? Uh, Hi. Yes, Happy three hundred! Happy three hundred! Happy three hundred! Every show was great. Every single show. Well, I I wish the whole world. I hope the whole world was uh was listening to you. How's how's your injury caused by your daughter's dog? <laughs> I'm getting better, Arthur. I really Are am. Are you getting better? Really well, she was very concerned. We were all actually very concerned. I thought the dog was going to wind up in the in the meat shop, the meat grinder, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and are you driving you know around in your little scooter? You got a little scooter scooting around in? Oh, I'll kill her. <laughs> There's yes. nothing wrong with that. You know what? She put me in a scooter yesterday. I felt like a big jerk. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's, very, it, it, it's good for you. And, you know, your husband, he sends me an email almost every night telling me about the show yes. and what he yes. thought. And that's that is so appreciated. So thank you very much. Thank you, and in, Thank and you. I hope you have 300 more, and even more than that. Well, we'll see what happens. All right, okay. thank you, guys. Keep taking uh-huh. care of Joni. We need her around for a long time. Thank you, I will. Congratulations.
Thank you. All right. Last but not least, uh, I think we have the man who, uh, the man behind the man behind the man, the great Alex Garrett. Hello, young man. Happy 300th, Arthur. How are you doing tonight? How, how, how's everything in the Idella world tonight? Celebrating everything, everything is up to date in Kansas City. Um, and thank you, Alex, because, uh, you know, you're, you're always there. You're the pinch hitter. You're the clutch hitter. And uh, I know you got a lot of responsibilities over at AM 970. And thank you for always stepping up and stepping in when we need you. Well, I don't know if, if you want to be compared here, but Roger Clemens won his 300th game in 2003. 20 years later, you've got your 300th show. So there's some synchronicity because I know you're a huge Yankee fan, right? So there there go. we go. I, I appreciate that very much, Alex. Alex, I will, uh, I'll call you a little later on and we'll catch up. Okay, buddy? Definitely. But real quick, the Knicks uh, 1-0 in their series. Any thoughts on the Nets? They had, uh, what do you think of their playoff chances after game one? Well, you know, the, the, the 76ers are a very good team. I just I would love to see the Nets make it competitive. I would love to see them maybe steal one on the road and win one at home and just, you know, just to keep us, keep us, keep us in it and keep us excited. I know they're playing, I believe uh, Thursday night is their home game. Um, and look, let's they're go Knicks. Tomorrow, I think too, I, yeah, yeah we'll I think they play play. Tuesday night in, in, uh, in Philly. And I think they come home on Thursday night. If they came home one and one, <laughs> anything's possible. I'm not hopeful, yeah. but anything is possible. But I just want to say thanks for including myself, Sam Bellino, you know, and Joni, everybody. Thanks for including me with, with all you guys. So it's been a fun ride, hasn't it? Uh, we love you, Alex. And, uh, you know, you always have a smile on your face, even though, you know, Sam Bellino may want to kill you every once in a while. So God bless you. <laughs> once in a while. But and just make sure, you keep Al Gat- make sure you keep Al Gattulo's space clean, all right? Yeah, that's what I've learned in 300 shows. That's for sure. So uh, God bless you. you go. All right, Alex. God we will let you, you go. Thank I appreciate you. it. All right, Sambolino. Am I free now? Do I have like three minutes to talk yeah, to you? Yes, you have a few minutes All right. <laughs> if you want to just talk to me. There is um, someone else here in the studio, though. Oh, in the studio? Yeah, I've been waiting here all day long since 530 in the morning. Joe Sibilia right here uh, to wish you congratulations on your 300th show. I I've, uh, I love the fact that I feel like every 50 shows we're doing an anniversary show. So if I missed this yeah. one, I would have called in on that one. That, but yeah, congratulations. This is, um, this is Joni's uh, recipe of uh, producing a show. I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, and it was, uh, it, it was great seeing you. You buy Jerry Crowley coffee. You bought me coffee. You buy everybody coffee. So it's, uh, it, it's nice well, having you as a Joni, friend. Joni wants thank to talk you, to you. Thank you, Sibelia. Oh, of course, Joni. Anything and thank you for, you, for your dear. major support this past year. Oh, of course. It's, it's my pleasure. And thank you both for all that you do for me. And uh, it's, uh, it's a delight to have you both in my life. So. What can I say? Wow, that's a very powerful wow. statement. Yeah, so, well, uh, truth be told, when I took Ariana for her walk yesterday morning, um, I texted my man, Joe Sibelia. I was like, are you awake? Because there's not too many people I know who are awake <laughs> on a Sunday at 8 a.m., but he yeah. lives these like, these weird hours. And he said, that's yes. That's like real late for me in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Usually you're eating lunch at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, and uh, we went for a nice walk. We talked radio. We talked life. And I'm I'm very proud of you, Joe. And, and uh, you're you're really on a... On the fast track to greatness, I mean, you're, you're actually already there, but, you know, the, the, the sky is the limit to what you can accomplish. No, I, so. I appreciate that. And the same to you with this show. I mean, uh, to see how much you've grown. You were great when you began, and you're even greater now. And uh, it, it's uh, it's just uh, nothing short of astounding to me, uh, the, the success that the show has had in the past. Well, you know what's years. cool, Joe, since, and you can appreciate this since you are a producer, which means you're the ones that gets the guests. 
you know, in the beginning, we were kind of begging for the guests. Now the right. guests are kind of begging for us. Well, of course. And that's kind of cool. You know, it's like, oh, this one wants to be on that. I mean, we could be, honestly, we could have enough guests easily to fill the next month. Like, people are calling me and, they, and, all, and from all walks of life. Oh, from definitely. the world of education to the world of crime to the world, uh, you know, of fashion to the world of restaurants. And, uh, you know, I, that and that's kind of what I had in mind. You know, Joe, you know that talk radio right now, it's not what it was 25 years ago right. when there was a lot of diversity. Now it's politics, 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 yes. politics, politics, politics. Your show is very eclectic. Yeah. And, you know, I just I just try to find something for everyone to think is fun and cool and, and latch on to. That's all. Well, listen, you're doing a great job. And, and before you go, I just want to say the funniest thing when we got together was the first thing you asked me is, everything all right? Everything okay? I said, no, nah, I just wanted to see. I, I, You must be used to people always calling you when they're in trouble. <laughs> Joe Sibilia, I will tell you this, and I'm not, I'm not belittling, belittling any of my friendships, but I don't know. I don't want to give it a percentage, but there's a vast majority of the time when my phone rings, there's an issue. To the point where my mother, when my mother calls me and, and, and I pick up, she usually leads off by saying, everything's okay. <laughs> oh, She's great very, song, very Sambolino. Great song, great song. I try. As we go out with The Cure in between days uh, here on show number 300, uh, we'll be back live and local tomorrow night, uh, which is April the 18th. Um, Times Square Tuesday. Times Square Tuesday. Yes, we'll <laughs> we'll we'll have our man Tom, and we'll catch up what's going on. Thank you, Mister Bitter. Thank you for everybody else who called in. Uh, I hope you guys had as much fun as I did, and as I try to do every night to keep this a positive, upbeat, energetic hour for you to pass the time, either in the car or home cooking, or as Mister Bitter says, on the podcast, walking your dog. All right. Oh, by the way, the Bruce Springsteen show Friday night. Amazing. Uh, I have to go back and listen to Frank from Staten Island's podcast to see if I actually got a commendation. Frank gets a commendation because he drove me all the way home from the Prudential Center to Bay Ridge, and I needed that. Have a great night, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 